Okay. Okay. I think we are back. Um, <laughs> I cursed the podcast. <laughs> yes, Whoops. There's definitely. Um, did we talk at all? I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. That's supposed to happen in the future. From now, the next segment with our special guest. But I, <laughs> I alluded to that um, because in time, like in actual time, we recorded that on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. With our special guest. Yeah. So. Um, but now it's not Thursday. No, it's the future. It's the future. Right. Um. Yeah. So I cursed the podcast because <laughs> right after I I said something about the mic stands and then Andy's fell down. So yeah. It. So I try to invest a little bit of money into improving the experience for you all, the listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, you know, just like this harkens back to my days as a marginally talented working musician where there's a fine line between thrift and compromising quality. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to get some things for cheap, but they're shitty and they'll fall apart. After like one use. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to do that with some... Not equipment, but like some mic stands. Some yeah, mic stands and and lesson just learned didn't didn't work out. Um, I mean, mine mine's fine. It's just uh, it's got some duct tape on it now. And I just I was rem- trying to remember. I was like, man, how did I afford? Because it should. I mean, you know, it's expensive. Like just getting stuff for a podcast is can be very expensive, especially like, when I... you have as many listeners and sponsorships as we do right <laughs> right you know we're, we're lucky that way yeah <laughs> um no i was just thinking like how much money did i spend on like i, I spent money on drums and then you spend money like upgrading the drums you get better cymbals better drum heads and sticks and then there are stands that go with that and and your seat and then microphones for the drums and then stands for those microphones for the i mean it's Cable, I mean, I spent a lot of money. I was like, did I just... But I don't know. Musicians are weird, too. Like, some things... I don't know if anyone ever remembers buying mic stands. I think you just inherit them from the band you were in before. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... All the mic stands that are going to exist in the world have already been created. (laughs) And they just get, you know, passed (laughs) around from from one band to another. (laughs) Found in some storage unit. Oh. I wonder if that's where my good stuff is. (laughs) Oh, I know. If we, well, I, we have no plans of visiting anytime soon, but if no. we made it out there. El Paso is a real hot zone right now, yeah. uh, COVID-wise. Yeah, they like have they've, pretty bananas. they have got three or four times what we have per day now out there now. They're, yeah. They, they, they've been well over 1,200 the past couple of days, mm-hmm. which is bananas Absurd. Yeah. for... A city that has seven hundred ish thousand people, yeah, like a quarter of the size here, and they have four mm-hmm. times as many cases. Yeah, so we were kind of like pondering about that earlier. Like, why is that? Are that many people, um, you know, acting outside of guidelines, or is it like a super spreader place? There's so many different things that it could be. 
there's a lot of things they they I think their bars their bars are open to a certain capacity and I think their indoor dining um capacity was higher. Mm. Um and then it get you know it's yeah it's the desert it it gets hot as shit in the summertime but it also starts to cool off quite a bit and it's fall and I think like other places people are are they want to sit indoors now. Yeah, and it's windy there all the time, so it's not yeah. it's not like the the temperate oasis that we have here. That's starting to happen at my work. People are wanting to sit inside now and we we have some seating inside, but we can't accommodate a lot of people. Well, it's like what I was saying last night, it's just, you know, after my two bottles of wine, but it's <laughs> it, it's just you had two. Oh yeah, you saved me. Well, we we you, drank out of two bottles of right, wine. Yeah. Two, but you know, I don't. I didn't have personally. You're right. Two bottles worth myself. Um, yes, you saved me some. But it's just it. It is just logistically impossible to completely mitigate risk. Bless you. Oh, I sneezed. Um, I was trying to hide it <laughs> from the microphone. And it was like, <laughs> uh, right into the <laughs> yeah. microphone. So, right. <laughs> Everybody around uh, five minutes, 27 seconds, <laughs> there's a fun surprise for you. So make sure you <laughs> right. turn the volume turn up it to all 20. the way up. <laughs> or Anna's scream sneeze. Actually, I'm the one that scream sneezes. You sure do. <laughs> it's quite jarring sometimes when it comes out of nowhere, but. I. That's one of those things that I di- I didn't always sneeze like that, but I think at some point I thought it was funny, you know, to over exaggerate just to be theatrical or dramatic. About it. But I think that became my like go to sneeze. It's just how my body does it now. It's like, <laughs> you know, just like when I wonder you, if there's when any you, psychology behind that. Probably. I mean, like, it's the same yeah. thing where like if you hang out, if you get a new best friend, or you're dating someone else, and you start adopting their mannerisms oh yeah it's like yeah, yeah i'm into dave matthews band now and you're like what or like when i watch Shit's <laughs> creek like non-stop for well several seasons and i became like alexis mm. for a minute <laughs> when i was like doing the cute little hand motions mm-hmm. and like okay you know i think i'm glad it was <laughs> her though and not like moira because that would have been i mean awesome but embarrassing <laughs> You're such a prestidigitator. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I just watched a TikTok while you were working on the mics of a guy who did impressions of all the roses, and it was great. All of them? Yeah. Oh. It was great. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, like you said, we have a special guest today. Yeah, fun. We're getting into right into the, the stink of October Halloween time. Stink. Uh, right up in there. <laughs> and by stink i mean all the you know pumpkin spice yeah stuff that's yeah. everything like everything smells like bath and body works mm-hmm. uh so we invited um a friend of ours to join us who works at a local bar that we tend to yes um it was one of our one of our stops so i'm yes where we well anna's been talking to her mostly yeah um, i talk to her quite often but she has yet to return to to work, mm-hmm. so the bar is not opened up enough yet, right? Uh, for them to need more than a couple of people, so she's just been she's been doing a lot of, you know, she would have been good to talk about the road trip. Oh also yeah, last yeah, year, yeah, but yeah. I think she mentions a little. She does a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but yeah. So it was nice to finally hang out with her because we would see her 
once, twice, thrice. Right. I mentioned that's like I haven't seen her face in so long, other than on Instagram or Facebook or mm-hmm. something. You know, so that was. It's nice getting to talk to someone um, versus just texting. And then we even get a cameo. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to see if that. Um, yeah. If that worked out, but. Right. Yeah, her boyfriend joins us for a little bit, but um, we're not sure if all of that is... I don't know if I got all of that, because it right. was recording to the cloud. And it was quiet, too. Well, yeah, but... but So I paused when we took that pause, and then I... So, like, I unpaused and paused a couple of times since that <laughs> first main pause. But sometimes... And this happened when I was doing my thing for work. Like, it doesn't... It wasn't showing that it was recording oh. a couple of times, so I don't know. But on my work one, we'll it still did. It just wasn't. I don't know. It's we'll weird. go to edit when we. Anyway, that's all. So that's shop um, talk. You guys don't care about that. Yeah. So we're the actors in the play that tell you the mistakes that we're going to make later <laughs> on. <laughs> well, I totally don't know my lines. Yeah. Uh, in the second act, so. Um, yep. Once. Uh, but yeah, so once Equus can, I don't know. Oh God, that's <laughs> a nudie play. It's a um, uh, family family theater. Night yeah, right. The, uh, the horse and all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you may have gotten a little hint from our Instagram, but this here episode is about go 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 ghosts, rope, and haunting stuff. <laughs> Andy's wearing a Scooby Doo T-shirt right now. Yes, Roro. Uh, I must have done that. I didn't intend to do that, but I must have subconsciously attended to do that. And I'm wearing orange, so there yeah. you go. Very Halloweeny up in here. Um, Let me light a <laughs> pumpkin spice. Oh, I have a chai candle. That I'm, that's got to be like a an animated or uh, some kind of a kids Halloween movie starring a dachshund, right? Like Halloweeny. Well, there was Frankenweenie, which is the Tim Burton Maybe that's about the thinking. dog. Yeah, but not Halloweeny. Well, he's. He's a Franken dog. Like he, they reanimate him, um, because the dog dies. I think you mean Frankenstein's monster's dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a different <laughs> plot. Okay. <laughs> so then, is Frankenweenie Frankenstein's dog, or is it Frankenstein? It's like a little dog? boy's dog. I know, but does it become a monster, or does it become the doctor? I don't know. I think it's just the name. <laughs> it becomes the monster. I only saw it once. It was cute. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. It was like on the end of a Nightmare Before Christmas DVD or something that I had. and Mm, It's so long ago. Well, um, I'm excited. I can't wait. Ghosty stories. Yeah, same. I mean, um, I have a lot, but I didn't share even half of what I have in my mm -hmm. catalog of experiences. Well, let's... uh, well, let's let everyone yeah, let's get, get to it. nestled and and uh, and we have the the shining on TV right now on yeah. mute, so we can get to that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, coming up just after the break, our friend Mary. Our friend Mary. Um, did you record already? Yes, uh, oh. it is recording. So, okay. Um, okay. So cheers. I, cheers. Oh, cheers! Wait, I have to open my beer. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pour it too. I'm fancy. I use a glass. <laughs> so I see what that. Uh, well, first of all, what do you have there? 
Uh, I just have Callie Creeman. Mm-hmm. My Tried pretty much true. my go to. Good stuff. Sorry, what was that? That's good stuff. It's it's tried and true. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It's great to see you. Um, this is our friend Mary that's joining us today. We can see each other, but yes. you all can only hear us. So can't see any of us. Boo for you, but <laughs> so we have we posted any pictures of ourselves on the I mean for they, people um, that don't not recently. Okay. Yeah, not since I changed my hair color. I wonder what the people that we don't know what they envision us looking like. You know, <laughs> there, huh? there definitely are pictures of us on the Instagram and the <laughs> Facebook, but they're hot. Situation. Was that? Because it was that was Wayne's World too. Oh, I don't and, know. And uh, the Harry Shearer is the actor that plays. Oh, Hansen, okay. And he has this, you know, bellowy, right? You know, handsome Dan voice, and then. He comes out and he just, he does not look, he's wearing like a, an 80s windsuit. And oh, wow. He just looks terrible. And they're like, hi, handsome Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Got a voice for radio, or face for radio. Yeah. That's, what they say. that's so rude. Um, anyway, thank you for, for joining us. It's so, it's so nice to, to see you and talk to you. Um, I know. Oh, thanks for having me. I know you and Anna are on the, uh, the martini mondays with mary chat um yep <laughs> i yeah. experienced that secondhand but yeah um, it's nice to to interact with with the person yeah uh mary and i text a bit like here and there too outside of the chat just ha not as often lately since i've been back at work and everything and um you know mary has been going on little mini trips mm -hmm which is super mm -hmm. fun, exciting. She likes to hike uh, and check out wildlife. So that's cool. Something we're gonna explore next month probably for ourselves. Oh, where are you guys going? Uh, we think we are going to take a road trip up to Glacier. Oh, awesome, I'm so yeah. jealous. Yeah, we'll bring the I pup with us and everything. Our last podcast, yeah, we'll bring Dottie. Um, nice. Our last podcast with our friend Wesley, was kind of an inspiration for that since we were we were supposed to have gone on a road trip this month that got COVID canceled. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're gonna maybe pick that back up again next month. Yeah, I listened to the road trip podcast. I liked it yeah. a lot. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um he he was also he's also an unemployed bartender, right? And he's just yep. kind of taking advantage of that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I wish I could do what he did. I, we, so we rented cars for a couple of our road trips because we don't, you know, want to, we have Corollas, so not the best on dirt roads and all of that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, so we haven't been gone for very long at a time, just like two weeks at a time, but I'd mm -hmm. love to do like a month, one month or two month long road trip. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like right up your alley. Yeah. It's just, I, I didn't even think about this till this morning, but, um, you know, with all the cases spiking, we're probably gonna have to keep an eye on, on what's going on. I mean, granted, we're traveling through red, redder states, <laughs> uh -huh. so it's probably like, eh, COVID's over, who gives a shit, but, um, for ourselves, we'll still be careful. Yeah. I have to say, um, when we went to Utah, 
none of the locals wore masks. It was so weird. Um, yeah, they just kind of all are acting like it's not happening and they're sitting in restaurants. I, I went to get takeout from a restaurant. None of the servers were wearing masks. One of the one person in the whole restaurant was wearing a mask and that was the host. Um, what me and Reg do is we wear KN95s whenever we have to be indoors anywhere, even here because you have the stupid under the nose people. Um, and then we put another surgical mask on top of it. Fries near Arrow Drive always has KN95 masks. So I highly recommend picking up some there. Uh, it'll make you feel better and you'll probably be fine if you wear one of those with a surgical mask on top. That's what my nurse friend recommended. She works with COVID patients. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, do That's be helpful. prepared. People are not gonna be wearing masks. You should be fine with the KN95s. Like I got tested when I got back and I was negative. And Utah is getting like a thousand new cases a day. It's insane over there. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to stay there maybe one night too. So it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, where in Utah are you going to stay? Uh, we were thinking there's like a little haunted hotel over in Salt Lake that we might check mm. out. On the way back. I heard that other... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, please. Oh, I, uh, I heard they're really good with wearing masks in Salt Lake City. We didn't make it there, but it's like mm -hmm. a blue dot in a red state, so. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I hear good things about that spot. Um, I have one of my, like, internet friends. She lives there, so I don't know if we'll have time to see her or anything, I, and I don't know if I want to see anyone, period, so um, most likely it's just not going to work out time-wise with, like, her work schedule and us driving through only on a certain day, but, um, you know, she said it's very progressive there. Oh, good. Yeah, like you said, a blue dot. Yeah. And that, that has like such nice scenery to drive in. Mm. There's, um, you should look up, I think it's called the Ultimate Hot Spring Guide. I don't know if you guys would be interested in this, but in Northern Utah, there are a ton of natural hot springs. We didn't get to go to Northern Utah at all. We haven't been there at all yet. Um, we've only been to Southern Utah, but yeah, look it up if you're interested in that. Yeah, thanks. That's definitely yeah. something to consider. Um, so, you know, we we figured out, okay, you're drinking Cali Creamin. I just want to quickly go over what I made today because it's just very unique. And I think um, I've never made anything like it before. So, um, so in the spirit of fall and October and Halloween, I wanted to do something like very fall flavory. So I made... Um, actually a conversation Mary and I had earlier in the week where she suggested like cinnamon or some kind of simple syrup made out of cinnamon. So I took a cinnamon vanilla tea that we already had on hand and I made a quick little simple syrup with that, uh, with monk fruit sweetener instead of sugar. And then um, I added that to some gin in a cocktail shaker today with a splash of cranberry and shook it to death. Then I topped it off with a little bit of bubbly. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so it's kind of like a fall French 75 mm. kind of play. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a little rip on the French 75. That's so cool. Yeah, it definitely tastes like this season. It would not have been appropriate in the summertime. And it's red. Yeah, it's really pretty that's too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it tastes like a sachet that you would put in your underwear drawer. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could try. Yeah. It's actually, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not like the best thing I've ever made in the world, but 
you know, I like really citrus forward cocktails and there's no citrus in this at all. It's uh, it's good amount of sweetness, but just a little. It's it's a little sweet. A little, a little, a little hard, just like Martha, uh, Martha because of, you know, prison. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's comparing it to Martha Stewart's prison stay. <laughs> it's hard like Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Martha's so, bad bitch. So yeah. let's, let's talk about some ghosts. We got yeah. all the uh, small talk out of the way. So it's all right. <laughs> spookiest time of year. This the spooky podcast this week. Uh, we're coming up on Halloween, and I think that what inspired me to talk about this today was not only wanting for you to join us because I wasn't sure if you were going to say yes or not, because um, you were a little skittish in the beginning. <laughs> I'm asking, shy. Asking her, to, asking her to dance or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> If she says no, I'll just say I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but what made me want to talk about this today was not just that, but also the fact that for the first time since I've worked at my new bartending job, I encountered the ghost last week or Ooh. the week before. So um, I like this whole time I've been like, there's no fucking ghost. You guys are, I don't feel anything. I always feel stuff like I've had encounters my entire life with the paranormal and there's nothing here and then one night sure enough I'm closing up the storage room in the back turning off the lights and putting away the phone on the cradle and there it was I just felt it and I've felt it like every day since then can you describe what that feeling is like I just got like a knot in my stomach chest like like something was like pulling me to it like almost so is it, do you feel a physical, is it like a physical pool or more? Yeah, like it's like, it feels kind of like vertigo, but instead of in your head, it's like in your diaphragm area, like something's bringing you to it. But I mean, I've had lots of different experiences. That's just how I feel this ghost at best place. I'm just curious because a lot of people describe you know, I guess the physical manifestation in different ways. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's the typical like chills feeling, how that- It's kind of like that, yeah. Um, but I feel it like more in the front than the back of my neck or anything. Have any of your coworkers experienced it? Yeah, and so like, you know, for several months they've been, for the, the whole time I've been there, they've been saying, oh, well, you know, you may not have experienced it yet, but it's here and it, it's gonna happen. And so, um, you know, I would always, every night I'd be like, okay, good night ghost, we're locking up, you know, and I still say good night to the ghost and everything, but now I feel it and before I didn't. So I don't feel like threatened by it or anything. I just can tell that it's there. It definitely made its presence known to me. Um, other people have experienced things like uh, my fellow bartender got tripped in the Ooh. dark one night oh, and there no. was, nothing around that he could have tripped over like a bully ghost i don't know like maybe he pissed it off or something Quit punching yourself right punching yourself. <laughs> like i'm just he must have made it mad but he yelled at it and he was like don't you dare and then ever since then he hasn't had anything bad happen so oh, um other so people, dealing with 
it's just like bartending. You have to be really firm with them, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Don't take any shit. Um, I don't know. I would, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna say. Well, I'll, I'll get into it later, but but I'm not having the experiences that you have. I'm not gonna say I don't believe. I'm a, I'm a, so interesting. You're a skeptic for sure. I don't know if I'm a skeptic. I think so. I'm a religious atheist. So when it comes to deities, I'm definitely an atheist, but I think a paranormal agnostic, maybe like I haven't really experienced too many things, but maybe because some of the things that I have experienced are a little, Mm -hmm. are a little goofy. Well, and it's not like you just are are like, Oh, my wife's fucking crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. like you believe me. Uh Right. Yeah. (laughs) 100 percent babe <laughs> no i'm kidding of course of course i do well we've co-experienced things yeah as well so yeah so anyway the one of the reasons i i wanted you to participate in this particular podcast today is because we delighted so much in sharing ghost stories at the bar one time when you were working um i think we spent the whole time that we were there talking about this yeah um i grew up in a very haunted apartment um, and my mom still lives there. Uh, and she, it's funny because she loves the paranormal and she's, she was raised Catholic, but it's kind of, mm. you know, she's drawn to stuff like tarot cards and, you know, ghost stories and, uh, psychic readings and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but she hasn't really had any experience there, experiences there, but me and my brothers did. Um, and my brothers are both total atheists. Uh, they don't believe in the paranormal at all. Um, and yeah, they still had experiences like uh, my brother, Harry, who's like the biggest non-believer that you would ever meet. Um, when he was about four years old, he said he felt a malevolent presence pushing him down to the ground. Um, and he said he tried to get up, but he could only crawl. Um, and I asked him, like, if you don't believe in ghosts, like, what do you think happened? And he's like, oh, there has to be a scientific explanation because everything can be mm-hmm. explained by science. And while I trust scientists, which sadly is very political nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> I think- All right, sheeple. You're one of the sheeple, Mary. You and facts. And your experiment results proven over and over again. Right. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't it crazy that like if Biden gets elected, he'll uh, he'll trust the scientists. That was one of Trump's. Uh, That's one uh, of the sell points. I know. I know. <laughs> his face. He's gonna he's gonna listen to the scientists. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but uh, you know, I believe in science, but I think that there are a lot of things that can't be explained by science either because we haven't studied it enough yet, or maybe it's just never going to be that accessible to us. I don't know why, but, um, but yeah. Um, I had more experiences there too. If, if you want to hear about that. Yes, Yes, please. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Um, Sorry, I wrote them down so I could reference them. Yeah, I think uh, one time you drew us a diagram of your mom's apartment so that you could explain hmm. what, like how far away the rooms were to what was happening. 
Yeah, so that one was kind of confusing. Um, I actually wrote it out the other night when I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I can't sleep anyway. Let me prepare for this podcast. <laughs> Let me make sure I can. <laughs> they finally talked me into going on it. <laughs> I can't sleep. Where's the Ouija board? <laughs> uh, all right, let me find this one. Uh, okay. So when you enter my mom's apartment, you come in so what's almost like a very tiny foyer area. Um, to the right is a closet and to the left is a very short wall. Um, you go past the short wall and make a left and you're in the dining room. Keep going and you're in a little hallway perpendicular to the dining room. Go into the hallway and make a right and the bathroom is there. Sorry if that was really confusing because I just confused myself by saying out loud. <laughs> saying that out loud um so one day when I was around four or five years old I was standing in that hallway outside of the bathroom uh and my mom was giving my brothers a bath um and the door was locked and I don't know why she locked the door maybe I was being a little shit and she didn't want me to come in or something but um that that sounds like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> mischievous <laughs> um so so i'm standing in that hallway outside of the bathroom and i'm facing that that area where you enter the apartment but there's a wall blocking like the apartment entrance from behind that wall i saw what looked like a black scarf floating like this and it was the winter time and it was New York, so it was cold. So there were no windows open. There was no explanation for what could have caused this black object to be floating like that. Um, and I stood at it staring at it. I stood there staring at it for a minute and I was so scared. I just started banging on the bathroom door for my mom to let me in. And that's the last I remember of that. It was so long ago, but. Um, oh yeah, I don't think we mentioned you're from New York City. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it's not relevant to the story, but you know, I, that, you know, explains a lot a of New York city. You. I mean, a lot of New York city is very haunted. A lot of the buildings are very old. Um, where I grew up in Queens, um, everything was built in like the fifties because back in the day it was like all farmland. Um, so it's really not that old where I grew up. But, oh, both of my grandparents were living in that apartment when they died. Um, and my grandfather was actually involved with organized crime. So I no. wonder if that kind of, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Like, I don't think he was evil. He just handled, like, he was like a bookie. He just kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, unfinished dabbled. business is the most common explanation for the paranormal. Yeah, so, so or so people thought, say. I could see that. Um but yeah, I wonder if I don't think my grandparents died in the apartment, but they were living there when they died. So mm -hmm. I wonder if that has to do with all of the paranormal things that happened there. It could. Yeah, easily it could be like attachment. Sometimes it's objects, sometimes it's just I think like I, I have a lot of experiences, but I think sometimes like it's not anything in particular, but it could be 
somewhat scientific, like actually like a magnetic field or something like that. Like uh, oftentimes on like those ghost shows, they'll debunk by saying, oh, there's a lot of um, this type of steel down here, which creates a magnetic field and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of explanations and some of them scientific even. But so, I think with, with that, and even as a, as you say, a skeptic or a paranormal uh, agnostic, like, I like both, that. <laughs> both, both things can be true. I mean, you know, we, we say, we try to debunk things saying, oh, there's a scientific explanation. Uh, but, you know, science, science is what we call science is part of nature, it's part of the, the way of the world. So um, maybe those scientific things happen and exist because of, you know, the energy that's created. Uh-huh. In the world. So, you know. Well, you know, there's um, also like what in at CERN, uh, with the Higgs boson, they're saying, oh, we're going to be able to interdimensionally communicate any day now. And like, oh, good thing that shit's in Europe, because yeah. if it was in San Diego, you know, it would come for me, whatever it is. So. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we don't know shit, pretty much. I mean, as, as the universe is comes, infinite. We, right. I mean, how, sure. how everything, how we got there. I mean, so many things that, and I don't, um, I don't, you know, partake in drugs as much anymore, um, or at all. But sometimes I, I, like, kinda, much. I don't do know mean? if I'm relapsing or whatever. <laughs> but sometimes I just sit and think about how marvelous some things are. Like how how did we invent that? How did we figure out mm-hmm. how to create something like you know? It's yeah. a minor miracle. We holding our hand every day and nobody gives a shit i'm not saying it's aliens but it's aliens <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the next one like the next podcast will be alien based <laughs> mary keeps changing the view and i like it uh-huh. oh sorry i just wanted to get more comfy on the couch so yeah no oh, you're yeah. good and Please. that's a beautiful plant Thank you. I'm yes. very proud of it. I almost killed it um, when we went to Utah, but I brought it back to life, which I'm very proud of. So yeah, what do they say? Like underwater more than overwater. Thanks for the tip because maybe I'll kill my plants less now. <laughs> yeah, they say like um, it can't recover from overwatering, but if you underwater it, underwater it, you can bring it back to life. Just like oh, babies. That's good Just like babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you two don't have children. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. I think everyone we know is uh, (laughs) poor Dottie. You know, I, I, I can probably count on the number, the number, um, can probably count the number of times on my hand that I've been asked and and completed a babysitting session. Uh, and I have a zillion, you know how big my family is, yes. a zillion nieces and nephews. They knew better. <laughs> like, oh, hell no. No, we just won't go. Yeah. <laughs> you just won't have your open heart surgery, you know. And if, if Andy's <laughs> the only one that can take care of him. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. If I'll Andy's go, we'll the just, only one we'll we can get, on. then forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mainly, like, I think I, there was like one specific question that I asked you earlier that we talked about that I wanted to say like, um, well, at first I was like, oh, have you ever worked at a haunted bar because you're a bartender? And you said, no, you haven't. Isn't so there, isn't there a, 
place that we know Mary from, Ghost? Uh, I don't, oh, I think, I want to say like one of the people that you work with says there's a ghost at your bar. Yes. Um, yes, he does. I've never experienced it and I feel like I'm pretty sensitive to those things. Maybe not so much as an adult, more so as a child, but, um, you know, I would open and close on my own all the time and I've never really experienced anything. Um, sometimes I feel like I might not be alone, but that could just be me, you know, being kind of creeped out, being by myself in this old bar late at night and there's <laughs> mirrors everywhere. Yep. So, and he claims, I'm sorry, what was that, Andy? No, no, go ahead, please. He claims He's that the ghost- <laughs> <laughs> He claims that they live in the mirrors. <laughs> right. So I heard the same thing from that person. And I was like, you're full of shit. Like, because I've been a, like a regular there since before you all even worked there, you know, like I don't interact with the building the same way that you do, like be by myself or anything like that. But I told you, like, I feel things and I don't feel creeped out there at all. Yeah, I don't either. Like, if there is a presence, I think it's a benevolent presence. Like, it's not... It's like a Casper. Yeah, it's not anything evil. Um, Just an old regular, like Dino, basically. Probably. There's so many people that, yeah. I mean, old timers that would go there that had their pictures on the walls mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, so. the bar, it's been in operation since the 1960s. So, I mean, it's pretty old by San Diego standards. Yeah. And then, you know, like the hours too, like it used to be like a 6am to 2am bar. And so the, I know, brutal, but, like, but the type of people that would go in at say like 6am, you know, those are all like old folks and stuff. My mom was the bartender for 30, almost 40 years here in town. And I can't tell you how many regulars of hers we've lost over the years that were family friends so it would make sense that there'd be some kind of presence there but I personally haven't felt anything not that I'm some be-all end-all of like decision making of whether there's a ghost or not I just I think the whole it's in the mirror thing is like a scare tactic I uh it would be interesting if we had him here on the podcast too like with us right. to discuss to discuss the ghost that supposedly lives in the mirrors. Yeah, I've never experienced it, but I would like to hear more from him about that. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, I don't know, if, if we go visit at some point, I'll ask about it. Please do, let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess like my main question was like, you know, uh, what was your experience that made you actually believe in ghosts or hauntings or the paranormal um well was it's it like what you told us yeah and there's more because i experienced a couple more things in that apartment um like a few years later when i was maybe 10 or 11 i was home alone um my mom was at the supermarket and i think my brothers were probably with her because they weren't home but i can't remember where they were um and I was sitting in her bedroom 
which is a small room with a queen or a king size bed. I forget how big it was, but it was a huge bed and a small bedroom. So the bed took up most of the room. So sitting on that bed, um, you're right next to the door of the room. The door to the bedroom would be to your right. So I'm sitting on the bed watching TV. Um, and for whatever reason, I looked over to the door um, and I saw what looked like a white sheet floating in midair in front of mm. the door. Like, you know, um, you know how when kids dress up for Halloween mm -hmm. um, and throw a sheet over themselves with eye holes cut out? Yeah. Um, it looked like that, except obviously there were no eye holes cut out. It was just a sheet and it was floating, kind of like the scarf thing that I had seen a few yeah. years earlier. It was kind of just floating, like kind of like that, like real <laughs> creepy, like in midair. <laughs> so I was so scared. I um, I just sat there on her bed and like looked at the TV until she came home. Like I couldn't even move. It was so creepy. Um, so that was, from what I can remember, the second thing that happened to me there. Uh, and then there was one more that I can remember. Um, and I think I was a preteen when the next one happened. Um, so my, uh, me and my brother shared a bedroom. Uh, it was the back bedroom. So it was like, you entered the apartment, you were pretty much in the living room. Uh, and then you would have to go like all the way straight down to get to the other other, and ugh, sorry to get to the other end of the apartment, uh, which is where the other bedroom, the second bedroom was. Um, and so, uh, sorry. I think this is the story you drew me the diagram for. This might've been it, yeah. But it was, it was something we couldn't finish talking about because you were working and you kept getting customers. So I've never uh, heard the actual story. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this one is pretty creepy too. Um, so I'm lying in bed, I'm trying to go to sleep um, and the bedroom light was off, but the hallway light was on. So you know when a, a room is dark, but like the hallway light is on outside of the room, if someone's standing in the doorway to the room, you would just see a figure, you wouldn't mm -hmm. see the teacher, it would just be dark. So I'm trying to go to sleep, eyes are closed and I open them for whatever reason. And I hadn't heard anyone walking to the room, um, but I opened my eyes and there's someone standing in the doorway. And it was a short person um, and they had short hair and they were just standing there kind of like this with hunched shoulders. So I closed my eyes and I opened them and the person was gone without a sound. Hmm. so I thought that was weird so I don't know why I ended up <laughs> wait in the is that weird is that not totally <laughs> normal for you <laughs> um I ended up in the living room somehow I can't remember why maybe because of that and my mom and my two younger brothers were in the living room and I asked my mom if one of my brothers had recently come back to the room and she's like, no, they've been sitting here playing video games for about an hour. Um, so it, there was no explanation for who it could have been for any oh. living person that could have been. 
Are you okay, Andy? Yeah, no. These, he gets the willies. Yeah. It stresses <laughs> me out. And, and again, for a... Uh, because it's something for, we can't control. It's like, it just happens. So well, it's like... Like fear. Fear is such a, a primal, powerful emotion. Yeah. And like so much of that is based on what's talked to us or what's exposed to us. So, I mean, I had a question. Like you, you talked about, you know, your first experience being... A top, like, did you know what ghosts were before? Like, because I was trying to think, like, what when did I first learn about the concept of ghost, like, what a ghost was? And I was like, was it like uh, church, you know, because I was raised Catholic too, and so you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, and I was like, what? you know, that's a, the Holy what? But I think when I was introduced to that concept, I already learned about paranormal, like, scary ghosts. Because when they said Father, Son, Holy Ghost, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean a ghost? <laughs> so I was actually raised with no religion because my mom is Catholic and my dad is Jewish. Mm. And they're, they're not religious people. Uh, but I think I had a concept of what ghosts were because maybe I didn't. You know, honestly, I can't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't my know. mom is really into that stuff. So, but I don't think she told me about it at that young of an age because she wouldn't <laughs> want to scare me. <laughs> yeah. Before you know, there's like she's, she's got like the fishing line, and she's like, "Let me wave this <laughs> black scarf for. <laughs> Let me lock her out of the bathroom and she's wave a black scarf." Like, Damn, mom, that's messed up. <laughs> that is that is a long con because you're talking about it today. <laughs> Oh, but there's more to the story. Oh, no. I left out one last piece. Um, so when I described the figure to my mom and we looked at some photos, it looked just like my grandma who was living in the apartment when she passed away. Mm. Uh, my grandma had arthritis when she was older. Oh, so that so the shoulder was punched. Yeah. The haircut of this person looked just like my grandma's haircut when she had died. Uh, so we think it might've been my grandma who I never met. All of my grandparents died before I was born. So <laughs> maybe it was her paying me a visit. I don't know. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah it's not I that scary. That. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Well, but it wasn't <laughs> an imposing experience. Like It was just more of- It was just like, I'm here. There. Yeah. So like no, all it, and I'm looking in on you. Wasn't like, you know, right. <laughs> in a menacing in the menacing pose, like Grr. <laughs> No, it wasn't like shaking me awake or anything. Because right. that was yeah. kind of scary. Oh, speaking of that, actually, my mom did experience something in the apartment. Oh. Um, speaking of being shaken awake. Well, not that not quite that bad, but um, so my mom, <laughs> ever since we all moved out, she's been uh she's had roommates to help her pay the rent. Um, she'll rent out the spare bedroom. And she had one roommate who had a cat. Um, and the cat ended up passing away. Uh, one night, my mom was in bed. Uh, she's a very light sleeper. So this very well could have woken her up. I'm not sure if she was sleeping yet or not, but she felt a cat jump onto the bed with her. And she thought, oh, it's my roommate's cat. And then she remembered that the cat had died. Oh, uh, no. yeah. Ghost cat. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's another, uh, another <laughs> Andy's going to have to go in a minute here. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this in the daytime. Yeah. So there's still sufficient. It's light out. You know, He's if like, you're ever in New York, you should go pay my mom a visit in Queens. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, check out her apartment. Right. I heard she needs a roommate. <laughs> Sounds like blast. Have you ever um, watched Jenny Slate's stand-up on Amazon? No, it's on Netflix. She, I haven't. She incorporates um, living in the creepiest of haunted houses growing up into her stand-up. And it's, she makes it funny which thank goodness, because otherwise, I mean, she talks about like, you know, like really creepy shit happening, but makes it kind of like, oh, well, that's just where I grew up, you know? You said her name is Jenny Slate? Yeah. I'm gonna have to look that up. That sounds interesting. She's She's a a Mona Lisa Saperstein from Parks and Rec, like the... She was, uh, if you ever saw uh, Kroll show. She was yeah. in that. As, um, she's a comedian. She, you yeah, would like her. She's, she's funny. She's I've seen like, Parks and Rec. Who is she yeah, in she's, Parks and Rec? Yeah, she's the one who's like, money, please. She's John Ralphio's sister. The one that. Oh, I don't talk. remember. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to remember for us, Mary. It's okay. It's. Interesting. I always like to talk about, um, I think it was Jenny Garofalo who did a bit about, you know, ghosts and they're, they're always from old timey period, you know, as a Victorian ghost. It was actually, right, Aziz Ansari, right? No, I think it was Ginny okay, Garofalo. He does one too. Um, but she's like, you never see an 80s ghost. <laughs> We're, I mean, people died throughout history and that got me thinking uh, because, you know, I had this probably about to tell a story about one of our experiences, which is a, an old time, she mentioned the possibly haunted hotel that was built in 1910. Uh, and like old tiny hotels are kind of a hotbed for Price spirits. With spirits. <laughs> but yeah, but no none of them have big about, 80s term hair for well, some reason. But no one ever none talks them, about- None like, of them are uh, asking for the Wi-Fi password. No one ever <laughs> talks about the Motel 6 on the other side of the freeway where you know some fucked up shit happened there. So I, I think those places are just just as, if not yeah. more haunted. <laughs> oh spirits. I walked just across truckers. the street from a Motel 6 in New York and they people always had, there was always something interesting going on over there. Yeah. Not ghost-wise, just like otherwise. No, oh my God, no. <laughs> I think, and I'm not, you know, I'm not being judgy at all because there's nothing wrong with any place you choose to stay for whatever reason. But it's sort of like, again, talking about comics, what Patton Oswalt mentioned about Denny's, like a Motel 6, Red Roof Inn. These are not places that you you plan on staying. It's just places that you end up staying at, so... But again, if Motel 6, Red Roof, and Denny's, anybody wants to sponsor us, you're right. more than welcome yes. to uh, oh. reach out. <laughs> yes, we'll be happy to. Uh, to... <laughs> I have a creepy Red Roof Inn story for you. Oh. Oh. That okay. reminds me. Please tell it. So in May, me and Reg took a little road trip to uh, Arizona and Utah back before coronavirus was really intense in those two states but we we uh stopped uh for one night in Gallup New Mexico and for one night in Colorado 
but in Gallup, New Mexico, we stayed at a Red Roof Inn. And ooh, Gallup, New Mexico is a creepy place. Like, it's I haven't really experienced odd. much as an adult, but I felt something really weird in Gallup. Like, there was some sort of weird presence in that Red Roof Inn in Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> is that Gallup, like, like Tally Ho Gallup? Like uh, UP, not OP. Okay. But so, so the thing, and I'm sorry to interject here and interrupt Murray, but the thing about Gallup is it's one of the easternmost cities in, in northeastern New Mexico, but it's right before you cross into um, Navajo Nation. Mm. And it's so, my reservations. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, that that's not that other than that provides a context for it's, it's just a very odd town like you said because you know if that you, just makes me want to look up is that where joseph's from our friend jojo that's i think that's what you said yeah okay i mean he's from navajo nation our so. friend uh joseph passed away a few years ago i feel like he's from like that area but i'll, lo I'll look into that that's you know that's for another story but I want to hear about what happened yeah. at this Red Roof Inn. Well, I think I think it is relevant what you brought up, Andy, about it being surrounded by reservations because I mean, there's a history of murder in that area. Yeah, you know, like the Europeans yeah. came and they slaughtered people, so that very well could have something to do with mm -hmm. the weird feeling that I had, like pretty much as soon as we entered Gallup. Uh, we got there shortly after sunset one night, and we were both tired. We had been can't, like tent camping for like a week so we badly needed showers and we were like we just want to get to this hotel we like want to get some food and get to this hotel room uh so we got there and everything's fine uh we showered went to bed but i for some reason even though i was sleeping in a bed for the first time in days like i just couldn't sleep and i felt really spooked out spooked out is that even a thing i felt really creeped out mm -hmm. um there was just a feeling in the air there and i even i was playing on my phone and i even googled it when i was lying in bed and i guess i wasn't the only one who feels this weird presence when they're in gallup like i was i started reading stories on reddit from other people who also uh felt like there was something weird going on in gallup <laughs> um I eventually went to sleep, but I woke up again because I experienced um, sleep paralysis. You know, it feels like someone's holding you down or something. And I, I was awake, but I couldn't move. And I was really freaked out. Well, I spoke to Reggie the next day and we don't really experience sleep paralysis a lot. It's very rare for both of us. We both experienced sleep paralysis mm. that night at that red roof in which i think is pretty creepy no there's definitely something going on there yeah i mean that that's one of those i'll talk up to definitely something but what's interesting and just the only thing before you tell your story is that i, I do think there is some kind of um congruence between us humans existing in the world with nature with science and all that and uh, one of the big differences between um, the indigenous groups that existed within nature and 
responded and reacted and sort of were commensal, it's like those of us that are, you know, that are, um, that are, you know, our ancestors were colonizers kind of adopted, uh, we exist in spite of nature, almost like overtaking it and building over it and doing that. And so I think maybe that disruption of the, the natural <clears throat> energy or order um, for lack of better things brings, brings invites like stuff like that because it's it's resisting against a, a force. I mean, it's physics, you know, you, you have a force, you have resistance and, and sometimes those, those two things clash. Anyway, uh, speaking of sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, and I, I think you have a point with that yeah. for sure. Um, but he, he wants me to tell the story about when we stayed at the Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio. Which, um, yeah, so it's um, a flat iron style building. So it's got like that. He's got a postcard to show you. Oh, you oh awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Um, the outside is covered in like hidden gargoyles. So like, I don't know if you can see, but like in, in these areas down here, there's these archways on the, on the bottom floor. And in the corner of those archways are, um, are Gar gargoyles. Yeah. And so, so we had to kind of search for them with our eyes because they're not very obvious, but that's one of the interesting things about it. Um, it's also directly across the street from the Alamo, which... Oh as we all know, is a big yeah, some shit happened there. worry hotspot. <laughs> um, so like we could, we could look out, we were on, I want to say the third floor and we could yeah. look out onto the courtyard of the Alamo from so our, we room. Had our, our room. We had a corner room yeah. on, on the flat iron corner. So yeah, our room was almost triangular shaped. So it's at the, at, you know, at the, the I guess the apex. Yeah. Of, of the hotel so it was very oddly shaped and laid out it was um because you know most most hotel rooms are are rectangular or square yeah. shape mm -hmm. and it's it was just really I don't know, it was, it was different um and this was so it was originally built as a hospital um and from what we were told the the gargoyles were sculpted to represent like the different humors or afflictions of people at the time so right That's creepy know. yeah like do you want like a that that's weird like there's one that's like gastrointestinal disorders like there's one that's like brain there's one that's like heart it's like you know clutch in they're its almost, head. yeah so they're almost like um they're almost like see no evil hear no evil speak no evil kind of like they're like this is yeah. this is what's wrong with me, and then right. they're like oh, all contorted. And I'm sure I have, we have both of us have like pictures we can put on the the homebound happy hour yeah. Instagram. Um, but oh no, somebody's calling me from work. I'll have to call her back. Um, 
maybe it's the ghost. <laughs> no, uh, so anyway, so when we booked this hotel, Andy was like, this is the third most haunted oh, hotel. I can't world. hear you guys now. I'm uh -oh. sorry, your sound cut out. Wait, can you talk for me, please? I'm sorry. Better? Now I hear you. Yeah. I bet it's because my phone was ringing. Maybe it was the ghost. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah, so when Andy booked us this hotel, um, which we were going there for a conference that he had to do for work, uh, I he told me it was the third most haunted hotel in the world, the Emily Morgan in San Antonio. So oh, I was cool. like- That's one of the gargoyles. That is creepy AF. Yeah. yeah. Just what and you so want to see when you're going to the hospital. That's yeah, someone else like the by the entrance. Yeah, there so the ground floor, you can see into the lobby and it's you know around the thing. So each each window has one of those one of those little guys in it. And yeah, yeah so the Alamo is right in the foreground and the hotel's in the back. So so definitely a lot of historical Yeah, it's a uh, it's a spooky hotel. We knew that going in. So when oh, wow. when we checked in to this hotel, I was like ready. I was like shit's going to happen while we're there. But some of the things I looked into before we began our stay was the fact that the swimming pool was made out of old surgical tables. Allegedly. So No, it's true. That, that's they, that's a fact the swimming pool is made out of old surgical tables so the swimming pool is basically metal because it's it's higher up on that so they had to make a, a you know a, a surface that was not um you could that was leak proof basically yeah the, so the legend <laughs> that they used the, the metal wow. from those but that's that's true that they did like that's a fact I don't know if that's a fact. I think I think a legend. I no, I think it's fact. And the the uh, the swimming pool was on uh, the same floor that the morgue was formerly on, which oh, is lovely. the morgue was on the basement. The the basement the swimming pool. I'm getting higher up. Am yeah. I getting things confused? Yeah. So this All is right. about a, a I don't know ten or eleven story building. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's more. But so it was a hospital. So there's a ground level, and then there's a basement, which is where the morgue was, um, I think. And then, like the, the third floor where we were, was just a floor. Was it just a floor? I don't know. It may have been something, but anyway. I'm never looking. Sorry. The sorry, everyone. The hotel bar where we went to, which is kind of what got us into martinis, because. I saw somebody drinking a martini and I was like, I need that. And that's what started us on Martini Monday with you, Mary. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So um, this was February of 2018. No, 20. Did we go to Austin this year? Yeah. It was 2019, February. We went to this and. Uh, Anyway, the uh, the bar was on the lobby level and our room was on the third floor. But if you needed to use the restroom while you were at the bar, it was one floor down, which was the morgue level. Oof. 
So anytime I went down there, I got the spooks like pretty bad. Like I was like, like skin crawl because nobody else was ever down there. Um, except for like someone else using the restroom or someone going to the other restroom, uh, like the men's women's, they were not gender neutral, but every time I went down there, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Let me get done really fast. Um, and pretty much like the bartender was telling us these stories about what would happen in the hotel. Like people's water would be running at three in the morning, things like that. But the first night we stayed there, I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time in almost 20 years. Oh, wow. So like I had it really bad when I was a teen, which I don't, I don't know if we'll have time to get into like the crazy uh, specific shit that happened to me when I was a teenager at the home that I lived in. Yeah, you were telling me once at the bar that when you were a teen, you lived in a very haunted house, right? Yeah, like, I was, like, bullied by ghosts for, like, five, six years straight. Um, And sleep paralysis was a regular thing for me, like, daily, if not every few days. Um, But anyway, the first night we stayed in this hotel in uh, San Antonio, I had sleep paralysis really bad. And I like, I couldn't move. I couldn't, you know, but I was, I was aware of what was going on. And it was one of those, like, I knew Andy was right next to me and I kept trying to inch my hand toward him to wake him up to help me, but I couldn't ever get to him because I was paralyzed. Um, And then there were also some other weird things about our room. Like our bathroom had like a vent in it that didn't look like it belonged. It was kind of one of those Mm. weird things that I kept like in my head, I kept being like, oh, a hand's gonna come out of that or some shit. But like, you know, I let it go. It was like one of those like, well, that's clearly not gonna happen. But being right across the street from the Alamo, so much so that I could see it out the window when I was laying down in the bed. But then the sleep paralysis happened the first um, two nights actually that we were there. And then like Andy had his own experience. Like we were, you know, I was indulging his skepticism and being like, well, if you've never experienced anything, then, you know, maybe it's just me and whatever. But then one night, like he, or one day he was getting ready to go to the conference and like the lights were flickering in the hallway while he was getting ready in the mirror, Mm. like by the of the room. That's really crazy. Mm. Yeah, because there was a, it's not really a foyer because it opens up like in that reverse triangle shape. Um, but there was a light in there and it was it flickering and then it went off. So I was like, oh, the bulbs burned out. Uh, but it kept flickering and would come on sort of intermittently. And so I looked it up. Yeah. So the morgue was on in the basement. Um, the most haunted floors are um, the, the seventh. 12th and 14th floor so they don't have a 13th floor because of that whole thing so the 14th floor is technically um the 13th floor but that's where the crematorium was and so there have been a lot of um a lot of activity reported 12th 14th and the 7th floor and then the elevators like there are reports that the the front desk would get calls about 
from the elevator and no one would be in the elevator when they go to check it out. So, um, yeah, it was, there's something going on. <laughs> there was stuff going on. And then the last, the last morning we were there, I knew he had to get up early and like, I had joined him for most of the conference and, um, participated and like gone in, like been like pretending I was a part of it or whatever, but the last day he was like, oh, I'm going to let you sleep in. I have to be there really early. So um, I heard him getting ready in the bathroom, like normal noises, like toothbrush and um, just like, you know, things moving around on the counters and all that stuff. And I was like the water or whatever. And I heard him getting ready and I was like, oh, it, it must be like time for me to wake up if he's going and I'll make, I'll make coffee or I'll go down and grab coffee in the lobby or whatever. And then I, um, I rolled over and he was in the bed next to me. Nope. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, hell no. <laughs> um, none of the things I heard going on in the bathroom were Andy getting ready because he was still asleep next to me. That is terrifying. That would freak me out. I'd still like to stay there. See, if it's for a night or two, it was I could cool. Yeah, that. It was a really nice hotel. Like it's a, it was beautiful. It's part of the Doubletree family, so you get a you get those nice warm chocolate chip cookies when you check in, <laughs> you know, which is oh, always hell fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> it's in it's in downtown San Antonio, so the Alamo is right there, which is it's really there, there's not a whole lot there other than the mission and you read all the signs, but during that time the if you take one of those little riverboat tours uh, this building was constructed around the same time as a lot of other buildings and there was a, a gothic revival uh architecture thing going on during this time period so a lot of there are a lot of buildings that have gargoyles and and weird creepy shit like that um so it's one that's right across the street like just like a block down from all the ripley stuff oh yeah so if you That's, want to go to like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum or like the any, I mean, it's all so hokey. And you had me at chocolate chip cookies, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they have warm yeah. chocolate chip cookies. The devil himself could poke me awake and I'd be like, oh, but I get cookies though? Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had Double Tree warm chocolate chip cookies? I don't know that I've ever stayed in a Double Tree. Um, Growing up, we used to stay at Howard Johnson's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember staying at a double tree. Uh, you are missing out because those cookies are amazing. And if you guys want to sponsor us from Double yes, Tree, you're more than welcome to. Yes. Um, I wonder if the Red Roof Inn would sponsor you after this story or um or the hotel in San Antonio. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so like we're fixing to stay at a a haunted or an allegedly now. haunted hotel <laughs> next month so we'll see but um but yeah that was an experience yeah that sounds creepy as hell yeah there was a there was a lot I mean like I'm telling you you know we we hung out at the bar a bit and anytime I would use the restroom downstairs there I felt where something was, yeah. where the morgue was and there was a, it was weird because there was a, a small like bio biomedical conference there so they still had some of the you know the posters and the stuff from the meeting room so it was weird like neuro neurosurgery sessions and stuff like a bunch of 
bunch of medical nerds mm-hmm. uh, but it's completely abandoned down there and so it's just yeah it's it's creepy it was empty like yeah it gave me the it gave me the wiggins for sure but again nothing like my teen experience growing up and having sleep paralysis like every day so so what i felt like paranormal activity was like about me <laughs> pretty much like what that girl went through it was what i went through like daily so here's years, a, so. a good round table question and sorry just kind of springing this on you Mary, but can you think of one period or one time in your life where you think you were the most afraid and i mean it doesn't have to be about other than speaking more of like something of the unknown or supernatural but the time you felt the most fear i think uh as a kid growing up in that apartment it was just Mm. really creepy having seen all those things um i also had like, I think this is pretty common for children, but I had a really strong fear of the closet, which was in my bedroom right as you came in. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I never saw anything there, but actually let's cut that part out of, <laughs> that leads to nowhere. I'm sorry <laughs> how I felt. Like I was just always creeped out by that closet, but I didn't actually have any experiences, but I am, um, that apartment was very creepy. Um, so I was scared a lot as a kid. Um, luckily there were five of us living in a two bedroom apartment and there was always somebody home. Like mm. I wasn't really left home alone a lot. So that made me feel a little safer, but um, yeah, I would, oh, another thing. I would hear things sometimes like pots and pans banging with mm-hmm. no explanation for it and I thought that was normal to just hear weird things like that um all the time but yeah like and, for sure in your house not at the apartment next door yeah yeah no you could tell that it was in our apartment um you know I believe you because I'm not I believe in all this <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't doubt that, Anna. I'm not expecting <laughs> some like breakthrough of, oh, maybe it was the neighbor's house, actually. <laughs> no, I, I, we heard a lot of things from the neighbors, uh, but no, not that. That was definitely from in our apartment. Um, and I remember, I don't know why I was sleeping over my mom's apartment as an adult, but I moved out when I was 19. Um, not because of the apartment, just me and my mom didn't get along. We get along great now because I moved out when I was 19 you know Mm. Uh, we just she's very messy I'm very organized we just are not good living together I think and I'm I'm very independent so I just wanted out of there but um I went and stayed at her apartment by myself she was away somewhere and I don't remember why I was in my early 20s um and I remember sleeping on her futon in her living room And as an adult, I was so scared to like go to the rest of the apartment. I just felt like something was there. I was scared to even get up and go to the bathroom. Like it was just, that apartment is creepy to this day. It's creepy. There's something there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the presence of my grandparents, but some of it even maybe felt a little evil. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's all benevolent. Like I think 
especially from my brother's story, you know, of something pushing him yeah. down and he couldn't yeah. get back up. He felt an evil presence, but it couldn't be explained. There's something weird in that apartment for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. Could be a few things, yeah. I mean, kind of co-existing in different yeah. different planes or yeah. whatever. What about you? Yeah. Oh, uh, evil? Or... Not evil, <laughs> just like the most fear. And, and again, we're the not talking fear. like um, real fear. Like if you've been in a, you know, an actual, like a near-death experience. I'm not talking that. I mean, No, but like I mean, you know, yeah. living, I lived in, we've sort of touched on before, like I moved in to this house with my mom when I was 13, my parents had split up and um, we moved into a house with my mom's boyfriend at the time when I was 13. And aside from the unbelievable amount of trauma that I have from living there um, from the regular world mm. realm, um, I also had like the paranormal stalking me while we lived there mm. that were like obsessed with me um and like nothing ever happened before we moved in and as soon as we moved in it was just like ping 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 like shit all over the place like things happened to my godmother who lived with us for a while uh and it, like it all circulated around me being there and um so i was i lived in fear on like a daily basis that was, yeah. it was, you know, we had like the lights flickering, knives and cutting boards that no one put there, like sticking straight up, Yeesh. like uh, my radio going off in saying things that a radio couldn't possibly say when there were no settings, like. Um, kind of like that 105.7 station where it's just. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, everything. you know how like on the old radios you would hit like tape, AM, yeah. FM, yeah. like none yeah. of the buttons were selected and it was still saying things um, what was it saying uh it often spoke it spoke um often and like it had one of those signatures where you could see the the voice waves moving up and down oh like the light yeah the lights yeah. that would light up when something was being mm -hmm. said um it would it would speak in like textbook high school spanish and it would say things like como estas like like as if it was in a fucking ninth grade high school spanish class um and then so i i there i don't have time to go over everything that happened to me in that house and i i don't want to rehash all of the crazy trauma that i have from that experience um which is a lot but what i will say is my mom's friend who's an an indigenous person. Um, he's since passed. And of course we all know my mom's past. Um, he came over and he said to me one day, you know that, that two teenage boys died in this house, don't you? And I was like, uh, no, I fucking didn't know that. Can you tell me more about it? And he's like, yeah, I went to high school with them. Let me bring you my yearbook. And he did. And one of the brothers that original home their family were like the second owners how old was uh, the home it was only from like the 50s or 60s mm. so not that old it wasn't like a craftsman or anything so the family that lived there like where we live now is old like the house we live in now is old um the family that lived there before the owners when i lived there 
were the, I think, second owners ever of all time. So like it was built for a family. They sold it. The family that moved in lost two sons. So their sons lived in the same room. They were both teenagers when they died. One got hit by a car and was killed in the street, like a few blocks down. And the other one uh, died by suicide, like maybe a year, year and a half later. My God, that's awful. So Lou's not just one son, but two. So um, my room turned out was their room. And my presence as a teenager probably is what ignited all of this shit. Did they speak Spanish? They were in high school. So they were probably taking Spanish. Mm. I wonder because you mentioned the radio that would speak in high school Spanish. That's why I asked. Yeah, it sounded like a textbook, right? So that was my guess is like, it sounded like a ninth grade, like like Spanish one course. Interesting. Weren't we talking about how um, poltergeists, was it poltergeists that are they thrive when there's an adolescent in the household. I think it was Poltergeist. We were watching the thing on that. Yeah, and so there's something about just teenagers or adolescents Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, I don't know, that are sort of a a beacon or a a magnet for for that type of activity. Well, I mean, that's the thing is my mom's boyfriend who had lived there for years and years, his family were the third owners nothing ever happened until I moved in at 13. So, So, I mean, again, like I don't have time today to go over all the shit that happened to me in that house, but we found out later that two teenage boys died there or died while they were living there. And then I moved in like 20 years later. Maybe you can make a part two of this, uh, yeah. It is October. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like I experienced sleep paralysis like every day for many years because from like 16 to 18, it was every night. Like I didn't, I didn't sleep a full night sleep for two years because of this. And then I, as soon as I turned 18 pretty much and like graduated high school and got out, I moved out of that house. I was like, I can't live here. Um, thankfully my mom and her boyfriend broke up so it was like an easy well I got to get the fuck out anyway so might as well just bounce but um you know there there were a lot of things that happened in that house that were unexplainable and not able to debunk and a lot of it was very targeted to me so that's why like today I'm not scared of a little ghost at the sushi restaurant I work in because there's nothing worse you can do to me than what I dealt with every day for like five years. So, you know, it wasn't every single day, but still it was, a, it was a lot. And that's why like staying in the Emily Morgan was, yeah, an experience, but it wasn't, it was like still not as bad. I'm not, you know, like I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. Like, there's nothing in our house now. As far as we know. As far as I would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure like, oh, would, oh, I'm sure really? it would. I'm sure it would. 
I'm sure it would have told me by now. Um, but no, it felt like I, sometimes it felt like, oh, when I watched Paranormal Activity, I was like, oh, I'm like that girl where like it followed her or whatever. But like, you know, I don't experience that now and I'm not afraid now. So it's better, I guess. Yeah, my apartment now, luckily, is not haunted. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad. I wouldn't want to live in another haunted apartment. It was, it was too scary. It was not. It was not fun. <laughs> well, you never know when the next thing is coming. It. It was so sporadic too. Mm -hmm. Like. You know, one thing would happen when I was four years old, and then a few years later, mm. another thing would happen. But at the same time, there always was just kind of a creepy feeling there, which luckily, you know, haven't really experienced since. Red rum. <laughs> That's the very, part of The Shining right now that's on. A very yeah. spooky um, collection of tales from you. I feel kind of bad because I don't. I mean, there, like I said, like I mentioned in during the the ghost stories, I don't. I haven't had too many like personal like mm -hmm. bona fide ghost experiences, and I'm not saying I want them, but but uh, I not like you have, but maybe I'm just spiritually closed off. I feel like maybe if you were closed off to something like that, you're probably not now because of what happened at that hotel. But that, I mean, that hotel is just like a hotbed for activity. Oh, yeah. But anyway. That um, whole area, like I said, it's. Yeah. You know, it's, any, it's on the Alamo. Anything. Right? That, yeah. <laughs> that's had <laughs> some turmoil. and It's not all daisies and roses over there, you know? Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, anyway. Um, so we told our personal stories. And yeah. just like I'm sure many of you are watching are watching plenty of spooky, spooky uh, shows. And so we've been uh, we did the whole um, the haunting of Fly Manor, right? Yeah, we finished that. Mm -hmm. More of a love story than a ghost story, but I True. enjoyed it either way. Yeah, that was I thought it was it was well done. Yeah, I um, like um, I like the people that were in it like a. Particularly Rahul Raul Coley, who was also from iZombie, because I yeah. liked that show. And then um, during Comic-Con one year, I got to direct him on where to buy a pack of smokes. Because I was doing like the, the oh, gate that's right. for I the event. About yeah. That. So that was Owen, like the heartthrob of Bly Manor uh, with the big mustache. Mm -hmm. um, perfectly lovely, perfectly splendid, if you will, uh, gentleman <laughs> in real life. And he was very, you know, nice. Uh, same day I met Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows, which was also fun. He twerked at the end of the night. <laughs> um, anyways, let's talk about a little bit about what we've been watching to bring in this ring in this spooky season. Well, I uh, I stumbled upon a one of those free trials that I never keep track of and then I end up. I'm about 50-50 remembering to cancel before the one-week <laughs> trial ends, so so it's probably an unnecessary expense, and that's something, um, you know, we'll have to, if there are any budget 
budgetary problems that come up for us. <laughs> well, um, that's scary. That's in and probably of <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, it was. Uh, I want to say it was on Epics. But there's a short documentary series. Each of the episodes is like 20, 30 minutes long. Uh, and there's, like I think, only five or six of them. But it's about cursed movies. Like There's sort of urban legend about certain movies being cursed, like The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the first episode. The Poltergeist. Yep. Uh, and they, they... The Omen. It, yeah. It's, it's interesting because they talk about, you know, they allude to the curses that people talk about and... Some of them are actual things that happen. Some of them are more um, urban legend. But then they also, each one does a unique um, deep dive into, you know, something that I guess is supported or something that is brought up into that. So like when they they follow the person that was an actual exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, or the, I mean, with the, the poltergeist one, they talked about, I mean, a lot of things, but more importantly, like filming the third movie after Heather, the little girl who played Carol Ann, had died in real life mm-hmm. of uh, like intestinal anomaly. Right. And she that, that was I knew it was something related to that, but I wasn't sure exactly. And just to hear the the director can talk about that was heartbreaking yeah. because she well his heart was totally broken she um when she died yeah they were she, so close she was being treated for crohn's disease right and that's what they because she had, had problem right. yeah that was misdiagnosed and what ended up happening is she in fact had an intestinal blockage uh like a a, a congenital defect that the essentially this abscess was growing in her for most of her life i guess mm-hmm. And then it just, it ruptured. And then that's, the, you know, the the toxic toxicity of that yeah. is what killed her. And the director was just like kind of done. I mean, like you said, just heartbroken. And he was like, we didn't, didn't want to didn't finish, finish the, the movie. Movies. Didn't yeah. didn't intend to, like didn't even, but I guess the studio made them. They had a contract. Yeah. So they, the studio was going to sue the shit out of them if they didn't finish. They finished it, and they had to use like a double mm-hmm. uh, at the end, which was just you know so also much worse. Terrible, yeah, right. Um, not for the film, but like for him. Well, how and he tra- was like, traumatic. That was yeah. He's like, it's not even very good. It means a crappy. It's a stupid ending anyway. Um, but that's what they sort of what they had to do. And yeah, the one episode that I didn't see yet, I haven't seen, it was the crow because a similar thing happened. Um, oh yeah, during that because. Uh, what was his name? Was it Brandon Lee? Brandon Lee. Brandon yeah. Lee died. While they were filming it, right? It was a freak accident. While they were filming the first or the second one? It was the first one, I think. Yeah, it was a freak accident. It was like a prop gun, I think. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, that's right. It was it was supposed to be a prop gun, but it was it was loaded. Yeah. Or yeesh. Yeah, some spooky shit right there. Um but um Yeah, so that docu-series was great. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that I've seen so far have been really interesting and you know the exorcist is still to this day one of the scariest movies of all time when it comes to me because the idea of a spirit inhabiting you or a demon scares the bejesus out of me well it wasn't yeah and and something that i thought of and they they probably brought this up in the documentary is just you know how many (laughs) how many catholicism based horror movies there mm-hmm. are out there and and they talked about that in the omen 
Yeah. So like the omen, the exorcist, and this this idea of demonic possession, right. and um, how the the church has, you know, kind of really been on board with that this whole time. Um, and so they mentioned, you know, some of the other things about how, you know, the effect it has on how we treat mental mental illness mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kind of on both sides of that because, yeah, there's a lot of things we we understand no more about mental illness now when before may have been attributed to what they thought was demonic possession, but... Right. There are people on the other side of that in the in the diocese that are thinking sort of the opposite that things that may in fact be cases of demonic possession right. are being dismissed as mental, mental illness. Right. Yeah, that makes so sense. that's an interesting you know little reverse. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think we all just sort of have a, have certain inherent fears or or at the very least is very early learned fears mm-hmm. regarding evil and you know good and evil and evil's out to get you and um you know the more you because the more you learn about folklore and religion and history mm-hmm. uh, you kind of never touch a Ouija board <laughs> right pretty much <laughs> that's not ever something that i Points go near and parker brothers just cursed. I mean, of they're all, still of, thriving. Yeah, I mean, that's like they single-handedly a board game. Put the most, you know. Yeah. But maybe that's. I'm sure that's someone's argument. It's like, oh well, you know, B. L. Zebub Parker and you know, <laughs> M. Stoffelis. Oh my God! Parker, you know, whatever. <laughs> like there was their plan all along. Yeah. And they created all these fun games just to throw everybody off the scent. But this was their way of of opening. Was multiple. Monopoly Parker Brothers? I, at one point, because that is truly the most evil game that that there is, is true. That brings out <laughs> the demons. I mean, Gam Gam gets yeah, that gets is a, ruthless. a family ruining game. Fucking building hotels on Gam-gam. the on the damn slums like Baltic Fucking Avenue, Gam-gam. Mediterranean. It's like nine thousand dollar rent. Yeah, jeez. Fucking Gam Gam. <laughs> um. So what else? We watched. We haven't watched like Hocus Pocus or anything cute this year yet, but no, we, we, we did, did watch, watch The Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin, which um, we didn't like watch, watch. It was, it was like on. after I got off work one mm. night and we were drinking wine, but or whatever, cocktail maybe. I don't, yeah. I can't recall. Forget juice. Forget juice. Some kind of forget juice. Some kind of. Oh, um, I forgot to shout out Dottie. It was her birthday yesterday. Oh. Our little pup turned Dottie. eight. Eight years, years old. Young. She's an old lady. No, she's... 56. Yeah, yeah. that's not old. That's a, I'm almost there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, for Pomeranians tend to have like nice, healthy, long lives, which is great. Mm. But she's um, she's a very unique Pomeranian, so we shall mm-hmm. wish her the best of health. In these coming years, as she gets to be older, she her vet called her a senior dog last time mm. I went in there, and she's like, I think technically seven seven and older is yeah. considered senior, um, but she's not, you know, she, she's she's not, not crotchety. <laughs> she's still like, oh, let's go for a walk. Where's she's my treat? Very spry. Yeah, very spry. Gam gam. <laughs> <laughs> she's not gam gam. <laughs> um. 
little baby dog. She's like past the fuck out right now. Yeah. Well, it's her. It's her usual nap time. Yeah, it is. It's it's gonna be dinner time in like half an hour. Um. That other movie we watched the other day, kind of in passing, with the weird long faced ghost. Oh, Mama. Mama. Yeah. Yeah. So movie that, scared the crap out of me until you saw the ghost. Yeah, that's one of those things that that uh, like it's always scarier until you start seeing more of the of the whatever CGI or puppet yeah. or whatever they do in horror movies. I, the suspense just, is scary and like the there could be something there, and then they started showing Mama. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. I think. I mean, it's always the scariest for me when you, if they show something and it's so fast or so quick that you kind of you don't really get a good look at it. And like that a was, quiet place. Yeah. Um, and then, like I was gonna say, since we were talking about The Exorcist. Um, oh yeah. There, Captain there are those flat flashes of Pazuzu. Yeah, Captain Howdy. Um, and you just see that brief. It's almost subliminal. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, if you probably saw, um, they tried to make like a costume and a face and, you know, put that on screen for it. It probably would have looked, you know, kind of silly, kind of goofy yeah. or just at least not as as frightening. But just putting that flash in there, it sort of almost sears it into your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had so I had questions about Mama. Spoilers again, coming. Here, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, so if you haven't seen Mama and intend to see Mama, you can pause. It's a dental hygienist nightmare. In three, two, one, pause. So <clears throat> this happens in a lot of movies, but basically whenever there's ghost responsible death, like how do, so obviously like the protagonist, whoever it is in any movie, in any ghost movie, that's being terrorized by the supernatural presence and the supernatural presence like kills members of their family or, you know, somehow does all this. Right. Like what, what do they do in the cop show up? Like after they've defeated evil once right. and for all, like, you know, Oh yeah, no aunt Jean got <laughs> pushed down the stairs by the ghost. Yeah. And it's like, you, you guys were in court with her over custody of these kids. Like, yeah. What do you tell uh, them? You're under arrest, man. <laughs> Which is kind of sad because, again, if you're thinking about this in actual, I was talking about not having supernatural experiences, but something happened like that, that you go through this unspeakable horror and terror and overcome it somehow, you've defeated evil and you're probably going to go to jail for the rest of your life because what, you know. what? Well, that was supposed (laughs) about the end of Get Out. Yeah. Also, spoilers ahead with that. But, you know, somebody said, oh, well, what happens, um, you know, after the fact that he's he's gotten away from this situation, um, he's probably going to be tried and put on death row for all of them being dead. You Mm -hmm. know, those people that tried to harm him. I didn't I mean, you know, it was a satisfying ending for me in that he got away. But it was, you know, it's one of those things like. Do we think about what's supposed to happen afterwards or? Because for for sure Annabelle's going to jail for killing Aunt Jean in Mama. Right? (laughs) Annabelle? I think that was her name. It was was like Annabelle or Anastasia or something. The 
You're talking about the surrogate mom, Jessica yeah, yeah, Chastain. Jessica yeah. Chastain. With I was her, trying to think of the her black, the spiky emo wig. Right, because she was in a band. She was so edgy. She was like in, I don't know. It was like a hardcore band or something. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't though. They were like I I don't Sleater know Kinney or something were like they? that. Yeah, I mean you know that kind of uh, indie right. indie rock. I and think. then the boyfriend or husband was. Uh, Nikolai Calder. I forget how to say his name, but the Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Right. Um, and he wasn't in most of the movie because, you know, he got hospitalized from the ghost attack or whatever. Right. Yeah, because he I got pushed why. down. He got pushed down the stairs. Something and, like that. Yeah, yeah, went into a coma. So like <laughs> convenient. Good, yeah. Well, well, the movie's about un- her <laughs> identifying with the kids. Well, at least he got to be unconscious during the whole terror part of the movie. Like, you didn't have to experience that at all. Oh, I know. Even at the end, he's like, <laughs> like gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah. And he so doesn't have spared. to see. He doesn't have to see the long face CGI ghost. <laughs> he's of, spared of the most, you know, scarring moments in that <laughs> film. And then, I mean, that movie like had like a lot of gross out stuff, like the moths and things, like or the cherry pits. Like they would eat cherry pits all the time. So I want to say that Mama is a a feature length adaptation of a short film by um, the you're, director. You're right. We looked this up. Um, and so the last time we watched it, yeah, the short film is is uh, oh Guillermo del Toro. That, that's right. So the short film is just like a three minute. It's basically the scene from. You know that which is which is probably the scariest scene of the movie, uh, hence why you know it's. But it's where they're and they come down the stairs and oh, they're yeah. kind of running into the different rooms mm-hmm. and then I get the end of the climax. The the that's like our first it gets in the face glimpse oh, the, of the the camera face. Yeah, and so that was yeah pretty the suspense. Terrifying. Yeah, like the the um. Like the nature of like the music and things like getting you nervous about what could happen. And then it just like ruined it by showing the ghost or whatever. Yeah. In my opinion. Well. Well, I mean, yeah. The the actual feature length movie is weird also because of the ending, which I'm not going to. I won't give anything else away, but. <sighs> Well, I think that's probably a good note to to wrap things up on. With this yeah. is going to be a little bit of a longer oh, episode yeah. as they have been, so we're sorry, uh, but <laughs> you can fast. We've forward. had so much to say. Um, no, and then there we do kind of get into some some good stories, right? Um, with Mary, and we've been waiting a little bit longer, less frequently on putting episodes out. So, you know, hopefully, as, as what number all, is this? Thirty two. I. Yeah, 32 or 33. Mm. Wow. Our podcast isn't a little baby anymore. Mm-mm. Sweet 16 times 2. Something like that. 32 or... Yeah, 33 sounds... Is it? We'll see. Right. Um, anyway. I don't know. If we end up talking next week, maybe we'll talk about like Halloween costumes of the past or something. Yes. Ooh, that would be good. That would be, be fun, fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it on November 1st. Yes, and if you're a non <laughs> if you're a non person of color and you're still my friend, we're gonna need to see your Halloween costumes for like the last uh-huh. decade or so. Yep, just because you know, right? 
you know how people have been getting into into trouble for some of their that's right costumes. Um, so on that note, yeah. Um, enjoy your week, week. weekend, yeah. whatever, whenever you. Yeah. Li- I know we'll you see, listen to this whenever. Uh, but. And Halloween is next Saturday, week from today. Oh my gosh! Well, it's the thirty first. What's? But I think it's just celebrated. Whatever Saturday it is before, right? Well, I mean, it's not Saturday is the thirty first. Oh, and it's a full moon, so servers and bartenders beware. Oh God. Yep, it's gonna be fun. Yeesh. Yep. Okay. Well, right. we will catch you next week well, on the flippity flip. With that, be safe. Be smart. Be sanitary. We'll see you next time, or talk to you next time. You'll hear us. <laughs>